is in session this is the draft seminar rookie profile series hosted by matt hicks the ff educator and i am joined as always by john live the gridiron scholar this is the jalen wider meyer rookie profile episode i want to make sure everybody knows that the entire rookie profile series can be found on the rookie big board youtube channel if you want to watch on the rookie big board uh, podcast channel and the nfl draft bible podcast network if you want to listen in you can check out more of john's work at footballdiehards.com and you can check out all of my work including my full rookie rankings of every nfl draft eligible offensive player at patreon.com slash the ff educator john Jalen Weidemeyer finds himself as a high pedigree athletic tight end stuck in the middle of a generally weak tight end class. It's going to lead to a lot of questions about what we do with him, and I'm excited to jump into it here with you. One of my most challenging assessments this year, I've watched three years of film on this young man. Maddie Flash is a freshman. He was so good as a true freshman. Sophomore year was really good. I had him at the top of my Debbie rankings at tight end. And last year, Matt, I have to be honest, the film was not great. He didn't take a leap forward. However, in context, the Aggies are really bad at throwing the football. <laughs> I mean, their strength was on the running backs. And at the throw, they had three quarterbacks, I think, behind center. And they didn't have very many receivers. So it's very hard. You, I, I've looked at three years of this young man. In 2021, he was a finalist for the John Mackey Award. And he was the second team All-SEC. He did make 40 receptions for a 515 yards and four touchdowns. Like I said, not a big leap forward. But the team rewarded this young man for his efforts because at the annual team banquet, he was named the Skill Award, which is an honor for the Aggies at the end of every season. Go back to 2020, and I do think people need to watch both years of tape. He was all SEC second team and finalist for the John Mackey Award. That year, he had 46 receptions for 506 yards and six touchdowns. And Matt, I was never a Kellen Mond fan, but let's... Compared to what the Aggies threw out in 2021, Kellen Mond used Weidemeyer much more efficiently, and he was clearly better. 2019, second team All-SEC again, and SEC All-Freshman team. He was an immediate starter that year, and he led the team with six receiving touchdowns on 32 catches. He's only the fourth tight end in school history, to eclipse a 1,000 receiving yards. In high school, he was a four-star recruit, and he was named the Houston Area Offensive Player of the Year, and he has competed in the SEC. Matt, what does your film study say about Jalen Weidemeyer? Yeah, John, you know, it's interesting. You understand why 
fantasy football players and Devi players have been excited about Jalen Widemeyer for the last couple of years. He comes through with a pretty good tape evaluation specifically for fantasy football. It's going to be interesting, and we'll talk more about this, about where he ends up in the NFL draft. But for fantasy football purposes, the first thing that, that pops out to you is his handwork. He is a good catcher. He has nice hands here. They're consistent. He has good ball tracking and he doesn't have a huge natural catch radius necessarily in terms of length and ability to go up and get the ball, but he's huge. And so he does have a, a just a good catch radius based on size himself. In terms of contested catch ability, he, he has a good body positioning. He is not phase catching the ball through contact. I think there's examples here. You go on, you flip on the uh, Colorado tape in 2021. He's getting hit by like three guys while catching the ball. They're just bouncing off of him. He just kind of has this, this strong uh, natural frame to him and it helps him with that contested catch ability. Uh, he, now he could be more aggressive in going up and getting balls. He kind of expects it to come to him, which is a weird thing to see knowing Zach Calzada and Kalen Mond and, and Haynes King have been throwing him the ball over the last couple of years. Now in terms of play strength, it's fine. Uh, you can see his contact balance running with the ball is great. And again, another example here. For fantasy football, it's exciting because you see a guy with the ability to run after the catch uh, with decent speed, right, uh, and, and, you know, have guys bounce off of him. But he's not necessarily somebody who's blowing defenders off the line of scrimmage when he's asked to stay in line, right? He's holding his own just fine, but he doesn't have that aggressiveness that you sometimes see with two-way tight ends, right? He's not George Kittle, right? He's not, no. he's not that level of aggressiveness. Uh, and then – you know, in terms of speed, I think it's solid. I don't know, you know, he's not going to have a 40 time that's going to blow you out of the water, but he's got solid speed for his size. He can get off the line of scrimmage well and get into his routes well. So a solid all-around prospect, and his traits just happen to benefit the fantasy football side of things. Matt, when I look at my model and my film study, I graded him at an 83. So we're definitely in the same ballpark. I like him a little bit more. And he's 6'5", 255. Matt, this is a big man, and he plays big. You sometimes just see him towering over defensive backs at the SEC. That's impressive. I am very interested to see what his combine athletic ability is. You mentioned his speed. I also want to see his you know, short area bursts. How does he score in the three-cone drill and the 20-yard shuttle? Very interested in that. And as an old man, I have images of Ben Coates, the New England Patriots tight end, and Keith Jackson, who played with Philadelphia. There is, they were very good athletes, but they were not the modern George Kittle kind of Rob Gronkowski. Big, strong, a little bit lumbering, but use their body and their strength to get open. And Weidemeyer does that. Look at 180, 118 career receptions, Matt. 12.4 yards. And let me mention it again. The Aggies are not an elite passing offense. They are below average in the modern college football universe. So to average 12.4 yards a catch in that offense is impressive. And there are tape. You can watch touchdowns, Matt. He's scoring deep 20, 25 yards down the field. Now, there are also touchdowns 
where he runs over people or just gets behind them. So he's an impressive tight end prospect. And Matt, put it into context, 66% catch rate. You mentioned his hands. With the quarterbacks throwing the ball, I'm really impressive, impressed with that. And Team Ariel Dominator is 22%. What I like about him, he can block at the NFL level. And we know that if an NFL coach is going to put you on the field, most likely you're going to have to be decent at run blocking. Watch the Aggies. Weidemeyer comes from a blocking run-dominated offense. An NFL coach is going to like his two-way ability, but I do think his fantasy upside is capped. Matt, what your fantasy fans know about the young man? Yeah, John, here's the thing. With the NFL draft right now, I have him projected as a day-two late prospect. I think that there is a higher than talked about possibility that he ends up a day three prospect because there's a lot of good NFL tight ends, right, in this year's draft class. Like, I think folks might be surprised how high Jeremy Ruckert goes, right, in the NFL draft, right? There's, uh, there's, there's guys like this here that kind of have a little bit more of, of a, you know, an easier uh, path to, to being schemed into the NFL. So I'm almost worried here that, that Weidermeyer falls into day three. And if that happens, we probably hit his fantasy football cliff, right? There's probably a big drop down from, but moving forward here, uh, uh, expecting him to be a day two prospect. I project him out to be a bench depth type fantasy football piece. We know this isn't a strong tight end class. Jalen Weidermeyer for me is right there tied at two uh, for me in this weaker class here. And I think for some folks are going to see a guy like Isaiah likely is having more upside behind him. Um, But regardless here, I think Weidermeyer is going to fall into that spot where He's kind of sitting in that tight end, you know, 12 to 24 range over the course of his career. There will be big weeks where where he'll find the end zone and be relevant. And then there will be weeks where he'll put up three fantasy points. And so he'll be a good depth piece to have if your starting tight end goes down. Uh, And there's definitely value for that in your rookie drafts, right? That's not a bad thing. You need that depth on your roster. In terms of his ADP projection, I do think he, uh, he'll end up going mid to late round three, especially if he doesn't go in the top 100 picks, right? Because uh, I think there's even some folks who will be disappointed if he goes like 80 or 90 in the NFL draft. I think some folks think that he could push first round draft capital, and I really don't think he's there, right? So I, I think there might be this depreciation of his value that'll swing him to be a mid to late third round pick as folks want to uh, push up the value of these running backs that they end up liking their landing spots right after the NFL draft and push up their, their everybody's favorite wide receiver after the draft, right? And so I think the tight ends are just going to get pushed down. I think I'm going to have low exposure on Jalen Wadermeyer. I think I'm going to have low exposure generally on this tight end class. We, we've talked about this, you know, you know, each individual tight end that we've talked about. So we think I'm going to have lower than average exposure to him. I'm certainly not opposed to it. You know, if he's sitting there at a good place, he's somebody that I'm willing to scoop up for that bench type value, John. Uh, just like John, our listeners should be scooping up all of the value here of the entire Rookie Profile series. You're going to want to make sure you're subscribed, whether you're watching, whether you're listening here. We are only, John, just touching the surface of this entire Rookie Profile series. We have a lot more to go, and if you have not listened back to all the episodes previous, I suggest you do that. Heck, go back, watch a second time. I promise you, you're going to find some extra nuggets and some extra takeaways. As always, we appreciate 
appreciate you checking out this episode of the Draft Seminar.